BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, right now, we are at halftime as the Arkansas Razorbacks trying to fight their way back into this one against Baylor. Baylor got out huge early, but Arkansas has come back to cut it to 46-38 at halftime. And this looked like a game that Baylor was going to run away with early. They were up 13-3, to 16-3. It was 13, 15, 17 points. And now Arkansas, which has become their patent, hey, we're going to give up a big lead and then come all the way back. Uh, it's kind of been their hallmark here. Uh, they have turned things around getting into halftime. But, you know, I, I, just, I just take the old coach's adage of, boy, they expended a lot of energy 
to come back here in this game. You know, like it, it was, it's a lot to come back, and they've only cut it to eight. So Baylor's still in the driver's seat, but, boy, this could have been over already for Arkansas. Well, it's either that or you say Teague and Butler and the Baylor Bears had punched themselves out. All I need to do is stay on my feet and get them to dance around the ring. Or, or something like that. Uh, <laughs> instead, what we got is an eight-point game at halftime, which is beautiful. You have to withstand big runs in college buckets. We know that. The NBA has has the, its share of it, but certainly on the college side, we see this all the time, particularly when you've got full arenas, as we hope to have again in the fall, and home court advantage truly has a meaning. But when we, we look at games like this, yeah, you're going to have runs. We saw that in the women's game earlier, right, of – Hey, why aren't you calling timeout? This is getting away from you. Well, it ended a two-point game. Hopefully, we're as lucky to have such a finish here with the Baylor Bears and Arkansas and certainly a lot of people, given what's going on in this tournament, looking around going, come on, Baylor. I really, really need you. Just advance today. That might be enough. Depending on your bracket and depending on where you live across these great United States of America, that might be enough. Unless you're in California, where all of the Pac-12 honks reside because they're winning every bit of bracketology. Well, because this guy went here, and someone I knew once upon a time as a child might have attended a weekend seminar at the school, so I'm in. Let's go. The Pac-12 is saying, we're only losing because you're making us play each other. That's okay? right. <laughs> <laughs> if, you would, if you would put us in different brackets, if you make like eight brackets, we wouldn't have to play each other. Would, we would, would win more games. Would you believe I actually heard people whining about that over the weekend? Oh, uh, when it came to, to that USC-Oregon matchup? <laughs> going, oh, they got to play each other. Otherwise, you'd have this. Like, you know what? You yeah. Get, get enough teams in, in the tournament and they do the regionality and they try to try to do these different things to make it look good you know sometimes uh, you're gonna run into those problems and you know what get over it mm. you uh, at least have still have a team in your conference that's advancing how about taking the win out of it yeah uh, look, it's it's not enough for the Pac-12 to be right. Hey, listen, we're li- no, no, now we're upset. Now you're screwing us. Oh, really? Oh, you're, we're screwing you? Okay, that's fine. We invited all these teams, and your bonus <laughs> team got to the Elite Eight. Don't, don't sit here and tell me you were fair, okay? You just screwed us. We should have four teams in the Final Four. It should be an all-Pac-12 Final Four. Oregon State shouldn't have had to play Houston to go to the Final Four. We should have had a bye after winning all those games. That's how it should have went for us. Um, uh, so we'll keep you updated on this game. Again, uh, no Pac-12 team playing tonight. Arkansas-Baylor, again, at halftime. So according to who you want to believe, we are either very close to having the next $300 million man in Major League Baseball or we are very far away. Uh, John Heyman reported about an hour ago that the Mets have made their best offer to Francisco Lindor $325 million for 10 years. Now, according to John Heyman, that is believed to be the Mets' final offer after moving it up past the originally planned number. So here is $325 million for 10 years for Francisco Lindor. Okay, all right. And I'm sitting here saying, he hasn't taken it? He hasn't taken, really, 10 years and $325 million? <laughs> okay, but maybe he's waiting. Maybe he just wants to make sure. I don't know. And then, about a half hour ago, Tim Healy, who is the Mets beat writer for Newsday, puts this out. Oh, and I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it, but I have to because the Mets can't have nice things. 
Um, according to sources, Lindor made the Mets a counteroffer, like in Mike Cousin. Oh, a counteroffer. Okay, you like to renegotiate as you go along. Lindor made the Mets a counteroffer, three hundred and eighty-five million dollars over twelve years. Now it's a slightly lower average annually, but a longer term and a higher commitment, obviously, because you're talking about three hundred eighty-five million versus three hundred twenty-five million. And Lindor has already told the Mets no that their best and final offer of three hundred twenty-five million dollars over ten years. The Mets can't have nice things. The, uh, I, you know, uh, look, I, I I felt great over the weekend that that Steve Cohen is asking people on Twitter and all this and Francisco Lindor, they're out to dinner and all this. And now here's our best offer is 10 years, which is a pretty great offer. And Lindor says, nope, I want 12 years and three hundred and eighty five million dollars. Oh, the Mets can't have nice things. The Mets can't have nice things. We can't. Well, you got them for one more year. We can't. Twenty two point three. So in, enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, we can't have yes, nice things. Look, uh, out there across the, the great United States, uh, everybody that goes and, and fills their lunch pail and works their job, maybe you don't fill a lunch pail. Maybe you're able to go and, and buy dinner. Maybe maybe you have a corporate card where you're not even paying for it. But you, you still go to work every day. And if someone were to say to you, here is 10 years of guaranteed money, even if it's at your, you know, just give yourself a little bit of a raise and say, all right, well, bump 20% on where you are right now. And they say, but you get to be here for another 10 years. Now, if you're a tenured professor or something, look, we, we, we have, I have some issues with the whole process, but you know, you're set. You don't need, you don't need me to tell you this. Um, but for everybody else, if they said, here's 10 years guaranteed money. Even if you leave, even if we decide we don't like each other anymore and, and, and you, we send you away, that the contract is valid. I, who's turning that down mm. at that rate? You're a middle infielder being offered $32 million a year for a decade. You've made $21 million total through six seasons. How are you banking that you're still going to be playing at a high rate on year 11 and 12? I, I get it. Try to He's going to be as long 39 as years old at the end. Right. It's going to be like an A-Rod contract. Why am I talking point. so loud? I don't right. understand he, why I'm doubting. He, he's 27 and a half, right? Veteran player. Good for him. Now it's the prime. Prime of his earning potential and stats potential. And, and I get it. Keep at You always got to negotiate. But we're, we're talking about you're getting thirty two and a half million dollars a year on average. Come on now. Mm. You know, here's the thing: is that who's beating that? That's look, all I want to know. Uh, he he thinks somebody's going to give it to him, or, or he thinks that I have I have the Mets over a barrel so much, and he has so much money, which he does. He's the richest owner in all of sports. So I get trying to squeeze every dime out of it. I, I understand. I, I get that. Hey, I got, he's a new, we're, we're going to keep putting, we can keep pushing. The Mets love you. The Mets love you. The Mets love you. Yeah. 12. You haven't even been, they haven't even played a season there yet. And you want 12 years, $385 million. This tells me that Lindor says, okay, the Mets really like me. I like New York, but he hasn't played an inning 
for the Mets in a regular season game and already, hey, we, well, I'm going to give you the next 12 years of my life, my, the rest of my entire professional career. If I'm going to do this, which I'm not sure because, you know, you are the Mets. I mean, I get it, but you are the Mets. I get it. You're going to really pay me or I will take my chance with another deal at some point after the season when I can pick my destination. Because, hey, when Dorker's Dodger, he's not going to get as much money, but he'll get to play more where he wants to go play, where he would be a little bit more, a little bit happier. Because you know he has an idea of where he wants to go play. All right? It wasn't, it wasn't his idea mm-hmm. to be traded to the Mets, uh, but it happened. And it could be a great marriage. Look, when, when he wore the Eddie Murphy coming to America jacket to spring training, I thought, oh, my God, this is the best. He's well, going to be thought it was he's, he's the guy the Mets need. Look, and the Mets need him. The Mets, need, the Mets need to have a guy that says, this is who we are. This is our franchise, right? Because they had it with David Wright for a long time. They kind of have it with Jacob deGrom, but he's a pitcher. So it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of harder to be a pitcher than it is for, for an everyday sure. player. But the Mets need to have that. They need, they need him. And, and he knows. So you're going to overpay me if I'm going to stay. And so if the Mets really want him and Steve Cohen's not pissed off that who says no to 10 years and $325 million, they'll meet somewhere else in the middle of that and they'll keep Lindor because the Mets need him but this is Lindor saying if I'm going to stay here and I don't know that I want to you're going to really make it worth my while and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to force you to make a decision over two years and 60 million when we've already talked about getting me getting 32 million dollars a year for the next 10 years so that that's kind of why things are where they are right now at the Mets and Lindor yeah I think I think it could go that way right where you somehow get back towards the midpoint in terms of a number of years where it's, you know, a five to seven year deal or something like that uh, with the potential outs or, or whatever else you have to negotiate. But it, it seems to me, if you're going to get guaranteed this level of money, you know, that, that's a that's a pretty big bet on you for your longevity. Now, if you want to try to cobble it together and this is where you get in, you can add more variables to the equation, right? It's like when you're coaching Zoe's soccer team or or I'm talking, you know, to Madeline about her team. It's like, what's your goal? Get the ball down the field with as few passes as possible, right? The more times you have to hit a connection, the more likely someone mishandles a ball, there's an errant pass, you kick it out of bounds, you kick it straight to an opponent. All of those things that, you know, frustrate the hell out of you as a coach, uh, as a parent, uh, and certainly the other players on the squad as they're watching this unfold. Same same thing with trying to cobble together contracts. In, in maybe baseball's a little more forgiving of this, you know, in terms of being able to, to extend your career somehow, some way. But, you know, all it takes is one big injury to befall and, and, and really crush that opportunity for that $300 million, you know, massive payday over the decade to come. So, I mean, that, that's a huge bet on yourself. And I always appreciate anybody that wants to make that bet. But I also don't look away when there's a massive offer on the table that's guaranteeing you generational wealth in New York where you're going to make probably another $100 million in endorsements over that decade. I mean, the only other end game that as I'm watching Thanos, uh, like like at Arkansas, uh, trying to come at, at Baylor, um, you know, all the, the fighting that uh, y- you're, you're going to go and, and pick a different spot. And maybe it's the, the Dodgers. Where you where you win if that if that's the end game because there's few teams that can match that kind of cash anymore. 
Yeah. But look, can he go anywhere and get three years and, and get 10 years after no, this year? Can he go no, anywhere sure. and get 10 years and $300 million? There's a few places he can go to. Now, I don't know that he's going to get 12 years and, and $385 million, but there's some place he can go and get 10 years or get this. And if, if that's a balance out of I get to go where I really want to go, that, yeah, that's why it's sitting right here like this. I, yeah, I, I don't know how much offering ten years though. Yeah, like I, I don't know how much he wants of, to be in that. Guarantees is, is yeah. really to me what would seal this for me. Yeah, I mean he's he, he's he obviously doesn't want to be a Met. You know, he doesn't want to be a Met as much as as he says he does because to to put this and go, dude. This is a kind of contract. It's more than Manny Machado. You're setting the you're setting the record. You're setting the pace for it. And now this is not good enough. And you want two more years. So I, 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 you know, really, I. This is where Steve Cohen. This is the first crisis that he has to face when you talk about players on the field. Which on is the field. Do yes. you do you do you you know do you bite the bullet and and give him a little bit more money or do you say you know what play this year and and, and go. And and we'll figure out something else because are we are we, are, are people going to be really upset that we traded Ahmed Rosario? And, I mean, for you with Andres Jimenez, come on, that's not going to happen. So go go and, and we'll 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 spend money on somebody else that will take three hundred and twenty five million dollars when they send it to you. I mean that that's the thing. W- which way is Steve Cohen going to go on this? And that that's either either say okay, Lindor's the guy and he's who the Mets are, or he's going to say blank you man, play this season. But now you're throwing this season in. in into disarray because you're basically saying we're not going to get him. He's just going to play this year, and you haven't even hit opening day yet. You know, which is why my big point: the Mets can't have nice things. The Met, the Mets just can't have nice things. They're not meant to have them because here's what's going on, and it gets so crazy. Where it's not that the Mets were cheap. It's not like they went short on years. They went short on money. They wanted to make him the highest paid player, highest paid shortstop, blowing away Manny Machado. And Francisco Lindor says, "Nope, I want two more years, and I want sixty more million dollars." Oh, come on, man, really? This this only happens to the Mets. Yeah, but it really only happens to the Mets. $32 million a year, you're a shortstop. It only happens to the Mets. And you're not built like Alex Rodriguez (laughs) or Cal Ripken Jr. in his prime. Twitter, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. This is why I'm a Mets fan, so you don't have to be. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion, and I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who's ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Marion on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Joining us now on the hotline, you can follow him on Twitter, at Jason Lockenfora, his longtime friend of the show, NFL insider extraordinaire, who is already hard at work putting together Syracuse's starting lineup for next year in college basketball. <laughs> Jay, what's happening, buddy? How are you? How many more Bayheims are there? Are there more Bayheims on the way? I, I don't... I don't know about the Bayheim pipeline. You, you would know more than me. <laughs> no, this, this is it for the for the Bayheim. Is there the, another the buddy, baby Bayheim? Yeah, I mean, I, no. I can't believe I, I went from you know from where we were to after the game going. Buddy's coming back to school, right? I mean, he's not going to the NBA. We're going to get him for another year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh yeah, Jim, like, Jim's got to get the. Uh, oh, never mind. Get it working. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, 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 Plus God 18, baby. Well, we're good. There's enough Bayheims in the world right now, I think. Hey, so are, every day are we going to get a story from the 49ers that says we're not trading Jimmy <laughs> right. Garoppolo and then there's going to be rumors of a trade? Are we, is that going to happen every day? Probably. Um, <laughs> look, I mean, they're, they're moving up for quarterback. Um, I, I reported way back in November that they were – dead set on upgrading from this guy, if at all possible. And they explored a bunch of different things, and 
they're going to draft a quarterback with the third overall pick, and they give up a ton of capital to do it. Does that mean that he absolutely has to be gone this year? No, it could be an Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes situation. Um, but is it more likely than not that he's gone? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they'd like to see this Darnold thing play out and see if, if they're able to get more than a three for him. Um, and, you look, depending on who Kyle takes – if it's if it's Mac Jones, I think you're talking a little more sort of plug and play, right? He's been in a pro style offense. Saban runs a pro style situation. Um, those guys are groomed, and you see Alabama kids um, jump in right away. All right, if so it's Trey Lance, that's yeah, a different story, right? You know what I mean? Like the kids played one game this year and limited sample size, and probably needs a red shirt year. But that doesn't seem like that's the guy, though, because if, if the no. Jets are locked in on Zach Wilson, which after the yeah. last few days we yeah. kind of think that's the case, mm-hmm. they, they want someone who's going to come in and play, right? They, they're not going to take, all right, we're going to wait, and Trey Lance is going to be our guy in two years. I mean, it's, it's either Mac Jones or Justin Fields, and there's been yeah. more talk about Mac Jones than there's been any on Justin Fields. Yeah, and you could make the case for either. Um, you, you, you could, and, and they've done it a bunch of different ways there. I mean, there's, you know. People who default to, well, look what Kyle did with Cousins and Schaub and, you know, uh, Matt Ryan, which is true. But I'm also old enough to remember 2012 when, say what you want about RG3, but that rookie year was one for the ages. Um, And he's very close with Sean McVay. And Sean McVay got around this Wolford guy who's nothing special but is an interesting athlete and could run around and move the pocket and open up the offense and had that for a couple games and was like, why am I paying Jared Goff $30 million a year? Like, let me get something different. Or, you know, so I – it it could be one of three kids. I mean, that's the reality. Lance, I would say, is probably the least likely. Either of the other guys works – and look, could you could you play Fields right away? I mean, you could. I think the perfect scenario for him would be the city year. But the other thing is, they can get pretty creative there. And if they do keep Garoppolo, they could come up with a scenario where they get them both on the field in different ways. Um, you know, maybe not quite like the Drew Brees, Taysom Hill thing, but but maybe somewhat in that vein. Uh, but ultimately, I think they're going to want to spend that $26 million somewhere else than on a guy who's got no future there. Yeah, I'm going to keep just dialing up. Hey, Justin Fields, go back and watch that Northwestern tape. Okay, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we, since we last spoke, Jason, uh, you joined us midweek last week. We had the, the trades uh, come down at the end mm-hmm. of the week. Obviously, the 49ers end up in the three spot. Uh, Laramie Tunsil's bong gas mask is going to go to the Hall of Fame, yeah. given the halls that have now been had for him the last it couple It should times actually out. be in the, uh, in the builder's category because it's led to so much <laughs> draft capital. It, is, it has resulted in so many draft picks for one you know, very good, but not generational left tackle. It's pretty phenomenal. Mm. It's a pretty amazing run. So now, you know, with all the draft capital, uh, I look at it as they, they've not only got what they need for Tua for this year, right? He becomes the guy. But should things shake free for one of these other heavyweight quarterbacks, especially that guy in Houston, if things were to break right, mm. they would still have enough capital to maybe make a trade down the line. What say you? Yeah, 
I guess that's possible. I mean, the situation in Houston is, um, I, I just, I don't think anybody's, I think that that's on a, uh, beyond a temporary hold. I think that's on a, a long-term hold, um, pending whatever we else we find out and the league finds out. Um, so I, I don't, I don't see Miami doing anything for a quarterback this year. Um, and I wrote about this today at CBSSports.com. Look, I applaud like Chris Greer's vision and what they've done in theory and the positions that they've put themselves in and the way they've managed assets generally. I love. But then it's also the theory versus practice. You know, And in mm-hmm. practice, last year they ran around throwing money around like crazy in free agency. And most of those guys still aren't there, you know, including Shaq Lawson and, and Kyle Van Noy, who were like sort of the, you know, th- those two and Byron Jones, who had a nice season, but I don't know if he's worth the money they give him. Um, you know, eh, I don't know that you could say their free agency last year was a success. And also, if you'd kept Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, who ended up turning into the tackle. Uh, from USC, who eh, didn't exactly like the world on fire as a rookie. Um, if you kept Minka Fitzpatrick and using the right way, maybe you didn't have to spend $32 million a year on corners. But they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, the three first-round picks last year, I would say the verdict's out on all of them, right? The corner, the tackle, and the quarterback. Uh, this year they sat on their hands in free agency, which is, which is fine. You know, um, They do the Will Fuller thing, not a whole lot else. But they're going to have to hit on these picks, and there's going to have to be synergy between the coaching staff and the front office. And there's already a lot of vibes about, oh, you know, Flores and his heart of heart really wanted Herbert. You know, a lot of that stuff going around, and he's gone through a ton of assistant coaches already, and now they're going with dueling offensive coordinators, right? So you got, it's kind of like quarterbacks. you got two, you got none. If you got two offensive coordinators, you might not have one. Uh, and it's already a pivotal year for Tua, even though he's only played, you know, three-quarters of a season. And the expectations are ratcheted up, and New England's in a weird spot. And look at what Tennessee and Baltimore did in free agency. I think it's fair to say they took a step back. Um, Pittsburgh certainly is in a weird spot. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't think they've helped themselves. So there's a thought that Miami should take a step up, and and I, I'm not certain that they will. Uh, and there's definitely people around the league who look at that situation and um, wonder about it. Jason Lock and Four with us, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen live as we continue on here from our studios. Now, you know, you mentioned, you know, talking about being on the same page, Jay, and, and it looks like, I mean, I don't want to talk out of school, but it looks like the Jaguars have kind of, they've kind of decided on Trevor Lawrence with Urban Meyer saying today they're headed maybe? towards him at number one. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, that's hey, a hot He could change his mind, guys. Look, he, <laughs> it's Urban Bleepin' Meyer. He reserves the right to do anything he wants at any time it's he's the king of the castle and you know what maybe he'll take mac jones damn it (laughs) well he's got to because he didn't even go to zach wilson's pro day so i mean really i mean now we don't need to go to zach wilson's pro day we don't don't need to go there we're gonna take him we're gonna shock everybody take him at number one (laughs) um no they're taking Trevor Lawrence. i mean that's like that's that's not even a thing like that's happening (laughs) but i like how he's making it like it could be a thing like he, like, like look, he wants he, to make he, it look like he's making a decision. Like, oh, this is a big decision we have to – really, I could be the head coach of the, of the Jaguars right now. Well, it's a big decision we have to make here. 
Well, you know, he also told you how much his stomach turned about the prospect of free agency, but it didn't right. stop him from signing 11 players. Like, it's no, like, well, no, no, no. This is very dehumanizing. Well, I mean, once you get that first one in, them, Jason. We're giving them millions of money, and we have millions of dollars, and we haven't even met them yet. I mean, this is kind of subhuman. I'm like, yeah, but you had no problem recruiting 13-year-olds, right? Like, whatever, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that there is the best summary statement in terms oh, of boy. recruiting yeah. into this. So we've seen everybody take these big swings. Are, are we done at the top of the draft, or do we still no, expect some chaos? I don't in the think next we're done. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to call him last Friday morning saying this is going to be more top ten trades than ever before. I didn't think two were going to happen in the next six hours, but they did. Um, I, I still think pending, um, there could still be another trade for a quarterback at four if Atlanta decides they don't want one. Um, you know, I think there there could be a trade there beforehand, and then there's obviously the machinations that go on, you know, the week of the draft, 24 hours, 48 hours before the draft, as things start to crystallize. And then while certain teams are on the clock, um, you know, Cincinnati could be – if four quarterbacks go, Cincinnati's at five, and, I mean, they could they, – newsflash, they still need a lot of help. Um so while you could say we'll stay there and take pits or stay there and take uh, the tackle from Oregon, I mean, I don't know. You might be able to trade down a few spots and still get your pick of, of one of them. If could, could quarterbacks possibly go all in the top five? How desperate is Carolina to get one of these? Do they think one's falling to them or not? And then there's also the prospect of there could be a good team or a decent team and you know picking in the mid to, to, to early teens. That just says, wait a minute, if all we have to do is go to five or six to get who we think is the best player in this draft by far, um, because if you don't need a quarterback, and so if you don't need a quarterback, and four quarterbacks go in the first round, those are dudes you weren't picking anyway. You know what I mean? So it's almost like the draft starts at five. So I think there's some, and, and, and this is also a draft where there's less information about these kids than ever before. So if somebody's a true blue chip, if he's a sure thing under these circumstances, it might make sense to move up and get him because we're just now still getting you know true numbers on these kids from pro days. There wasn't usual medicals. There wasn't anything that, like normal that would have happened at a combine. Um, there hasn't been the same. Uh, this year is even more screwed up than last year in terms of the pre-draft run-up. Um, so you got that going on, and the cap went down, and people couldn't spend like they wanted to in a lot of cases in free agency. But you know that these kids, if you hit on them, are going to be bargains for three to five years. So I think we see at least one more trade in the top ten, and, and I think you know, in the top half of the draft, we could see two or three more. See, Smith, he just predicted Ryan Pace to mortgage the Bears' draft picks for the next decade. No, or, or the Jets really saying, hey, we're works. trading out a number two just because we're the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, look, I, I, yeah, no, I, think that one's, I think that one's cast in stone now. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason and 4 That is at Jason and 4 CBS Sports NFL Insider. Jay, as always, buddy, appreciate it, my friend. I'll talk to you. If I find any more Bayheims, I'll let you know. Yeah, well, uh, never mind. I'm not going to say that. Oh, great stuff from Jason Lockenford. You know, that's the thing about Urban Meyer is that he's just going to annoy everybody, right? That's the thing. Now, I, I, I've understood that 
look, all the things going on with the Jaguars, we'll have more on them coming up in a bit with, you know, hey, we're headed towards Trevor Lawrence. He's just going to annoy a lot of people with this. Well, you know, things like, oh, I, I disagree with free agency and all this. We're giving these guys all these money. Yeah, and they go and sign 11 players. And, you know, we're headed towards Trevor Lawrence. Like, dude, come on, man. We know. We know. He's just going to annoy us all with this. Oh, I disagree. And this is a big thing. And it's just going to sit here. We're just going to sit back and go, I mean, really? Really, Urban Meyer? You're, 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 you're trying, trying to tell us all these things? Really? You just, his, whole, his whole attitude of, of coaching in the NFL, he's going to say things that are going to seem ridiculous, but I, I don't coach like this, or I don't do this, or we don't do this way, and it's just going to annoy everybody. I, I can already see it. Oh, no, I dig it. I dig it. Just, just be an ass. Be who you are. You know, if if everything's going to be snarky to upset other teams and and certainly to needle the media a little bit, because that's really what what it comes to the heart of it. Uh, you know, I'm I'm asked these questions because look, he he's long been a guy that there there's questions where he'll give the double take, like you really want me to answer that? Right? Go back and watch a bunch of old press conferences. That's who he was at Ohio State. I mean, a hundred percent of you you just need that for your column, huh? Like, that's not really a question you came in here to ask me. You know, it's the whole a few good men first interaction with Kathy and, and Jessup. You didn't really come here to ask me about that, did you? <laughs> and, Roll you know, the dice and ask your questions. Roll the dice. Yeah, it's, you know, you, you got to say please and everything. And then I, I advanced to the courtroom too prematurely there. But either way, the point being that yeah, I think that's what he's going to do. Like and just keep doing it, and and Jason Lockettfora hammered it with the perfect thing. He had no problem going into the homes of thirteen and fourteen year olds, right? Twitter. Kids that you're yeah. trying to get ahead of it. No, 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 no. No, no, no you're right because that, that's exactly who Urban Meyer is. He, he's just going to sit back and say things. We're going to roll our eyes and go, okay. Whatever. How tough it's going to be, how difficult oh, sure. it's going to be. You know, the, this difficult decision at the top of the draft. Come on, dude. Really? It, uh, you or anybody you, else you, is going to You conducted the guy's pro day for crying yeah. out loud <laughs> no. and told we're, him to do it before surgery. <laughs> we're moving towards Trevor. I, I, I don't want to say where, but we're getting there. Like, really, like, he, wants us to, to, he wants us to think that it's a big decision that he has to make. Right. Did, this did is the NFL send decision. him a note, though? Don't this say it. it directly. <laughs> we need to have some intrigue for draft night. <laughs> we're, we're leaning toward, I have a big decision to make. Uh, really? You have a big the, the entire world can make this draft pick for you. The entire world can. All right, that, that's, where, that's where we're at right now as far as when people can see with video and watching games and everything. Everybody can make But we're, we're moving. I don't, I don't want to say because I want to make it look like I'm yeah. still I'm really in charge of making this decision when we, everybody knows what it's going to be. <laughs> to I mean, put really? it in perspective, my daughters and I sat and watched a little bit of Clueless last night, <laughs> and one of them remarked that he looked like Trevor Lawrence. Brecken Meyer looked like oh, Trevor Breck and Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When you got that, because, you know, Maddie does a lot – you know, playing soccer, sports, whatever. Trevor Lawrence shows up enough. So a mm. while ago, I explained who he was. And mm. so <laughs> yesterday watching this, that came out of her mouth. I'm like, all right, this is good. See, I thought you were going to tell me. She said, that's Ant-Man? He looks the same. This well, movie no, is 25 years ago. No, well, she, she did have a problem with that. It's like, man doesn't age. <laughs> and then she, she goes, well, that would make him about 50, right? And I go, yeah. She goes, well, what happened to you? Wow. Wow. You are. Whoa, boy. She's the one you got to be nice to. 
We she's have a special nice relationship. <laughs> yeah, she's the one you got to be nice to. Nah, she was going to say, me. nah, tell dad to beat it. <laughs> I think she listens to the show and hears how I conduct myself four hours a night. Oh, and okay. just tries to match that energy. <laughs> match my intensity. Match my play. <laughs> be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to—like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Uh, tonight, high drama as UConn goes to their 874th consecutive Final Four by holding off Baylor 69-67. to Now, there's a reason we're talking about this is because the final play of this game came down to Baylor with a chance to win it because they were down 68-67. Here's how the final play 
shook out on Westwood One. Caitlin Bickle near left baseline. She tosses it in with two hands. It's intercepted by Paige Beckers. She tosses it high in the air. She lets out a yell. UConn goes on to the final four yet again. The Huskies hang on 69-67 in a battle here in San Antonio. And it was right after that that controversy commenced because with UConn having a one-point lead with a few seconds left, uh, Dijanae Carrington drives to the side of the rim and stops to put up a jumper. It's a short jumper, and two UConn players, basically both of them foul her. All right, Call you had two. The Malachi Crunch. Yeah, you timely. had two players, Aaliyah Edwards and Olivia Nelson Adota. Both foul her. One fouls her on her arm, and one hits her in the face with her arm. It's it's so bad she barely she doesn't really get the shot off. It doesn't even reach the rim, and she gets knocked backwards because both players are moving towards her while this is going on. Now neither player jumped, which is probably why the foul didn't get called, or the fact hey we could put UConn in the final four, so we're not going to call this foul. Ooh, uh, this was a, a hot take right this there. Was, I like well, that. Look, how do you not? I mean, really, there's so much contact on this, and she gets knocked backwards and the players are moving forward on this play and there's no foul called UConn gets the rebound they get fouled they make one out of two free throws and you just heard the final call Baylor couldn't really inbound the ball and Baylor loses when that was a game-winning shot that could have went and clearly it was a foul if this was LeBron in game seven of the NBA finals can you imagine what the reaction would be or if this was even this was even in in the NCAA tournament going on right now can you imagine what it would it would break the internet this was completely Completely a foul. She's asked after the game, uh, Dijanae Carrington, about the controversy surrounding the final call, and she said, uh, "There's no controversy. I, I didn't see it as controversial. I got hit in the arm and I got hit in the face. Yeah, there's no controversy." Even LeBron tweeted saying, "Hey, that was a foul. Come on, man. I mean, clearly it was a foul, and I, it was stunning." to not see that call because I don't I really don't know how the referees didn't see it because it was quite obvious that this was a foul call and it didn't get called. Fran Frischella uh, hit, hit up uh, Twitter. Nobody loves ball more than me. I really didn't care who won this game. It was a great game, two great programs. Wow. Uh, but if you don't think this was a foul, we can't have an intelligent basketball conversation. Uh, he would later – tweet oh i gotta find it where it is okay this looks like a foul uh by uconn more importantly i've seen a number of times in women's ncaa tourney tourney that officials protect the higher seeds so they're not responsible for the upset boom (laughs) the hammer i mean so many people are you kidding me are you kidding me uh kim mulkey after the game was just like well how did you see it goes well i mean then write it that way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, just, and, and then obviously uh, Gino Ariema, ever the troll of all media and fans that want to question some outcome related to his team. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and apologize for it. If people want to talk about it for the rest of the week, fine. It's not going to change the outcome, <laughs> and it's got, not going to make me feel bad. We ben won. <laughs> we ben won. Ben and screw you, Kim Mulkey. You didn't get that call. And brother, I mean, really, you, you didn't see, get the call. It is a terrible, terrible call. And then that's not the end of the drama with this game. Because then in the post game, Kim Mulkey uh, was asked about the call. You heard, you know, Mike just say, oh, you know, you have to ask me about it. You saw it. 
she decided she wanted to weigh in on something about the Final Four that has this as the internet ablaze right now. Go ahead. I want to say this to all of you. I don't think my words will matter, but after the games today and tomorrow, there's four teams left, I think, on the men's side and the women's side. They need to dump the COVID testing. Wouldn't it be a shame to keep COVID testing and then you've got kids that end up having test positive or something and they don't get to play in the Final Four? So... You need to just forget the, sh- the, the the COVID test and let the four teams that are playing in each Final Four go battle it out. Wow. Well, see, I'd like to say, wouldn't it be a shame if somebody tested positive and we didn't test and, and a player or a coach or a referee got sick and died? But that maybe that's just me. You know, we got to dump the COVID testing because, you know, all of this going on, all the carry. No, no, let's dump it because, boy, it would be a shame if someone didn't get to play. I, I, that's something I hear and I go, wow, she has had that in her holster for a long time. Like, I'm going to wait. I, I really don't think we should COVID test and I'm going to wait for the right time to say it. We just got knocked out of the final four or going to the final four by a really bad call so I'm gonna say it now this is my last chance to say it like that's something she has wanted to say for a long time about COVID testing really just stop testing now because because the games are too important I mean even the NFL is testing and the NFL is like hey we care about COVID on Monday you know Friday not so much we got to play the games on Saturday but even the NFL is COVID testing and she said no 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 let's just not COVID test oh Wow, that's the, that right. I, I I can't get over that. I really right. can't believe that. Let me throw this up. They Ooh. they had one matchup that was on the men's side, right? Oregon and VCU, uh, and no contest. As of Saturday, two confirmed positive tests at the women's tournament with over fifteen thousand four hundred tests administered, and then going down the article off ESPN, um, just attributed to their news services, trying to give someone credit here. Uh, but Mulkey had had COVID after, around the Christmas time, contact with a family member, returned to the sideline for a January game against Iowa State. And, and remind you, in, in her st- statement here at year end, as she's going to say, hey, have a great off season, everybody, she drops that stop testing. Uh, this was her answer, returning to the sideline in January. Quote, the answer is this. The season will roll on. It's called the almighty dollar. The NCAA has to have the almighty dollar from the men's tournament. The almighty dollar is more important than the health and welfare of me, the players, or anybody else. <laughs> and then one conference does this, one conference does that. The CDC says this. Everybody's confused. I'm confused. I'm uncomfortable coaching. I understand. COVID is real. I've had it. Come talk to me sometime. But I don't know all the calls and procedures that's going to go on and make it unusual, uncomfortable for every program. We're no different at Baylor. Right. It's uncomfortable. But part of the process and what you signed up for to engage in said tournament. I mean, this goes back to, you know, conspiracy theories and something you and I had talked about a long time ago as we got towards the end of the NFL season. What would it take for a game to get called off? Would it be have to be one star, two stars, multiple players on both sides? What would it take? Uh, Kim Mulkey just said, hey, don't don't test at all. Uh, fabricate the results, I guess, would be the extension of her implications there, right? Because w- wouldn't it be a shame? I mean, this is this is this. She's someone who says, "See, I, I've had COVID. 
I'm, I'm fine. People I know have had COVID. They're fine. Everybody's fine. Not taking into account that it's not just the players, right? Yes. Have we had a player, you know, die? no. And that's, and, and that we're very lucky with that knock wood. That's worked out great, but it's not like the players aren't around coaches who are all in advanced ages or referees or other people. And if you don't identify somebody with a positive test, they go out to dinner, they go someplace else. They're, they're in contact with someone else. Hey, guess what? Oh, you know, Hey, it's great. We got to go out as, as family and, and my parents got to meet one of my best friend's parents. Uh, they're probably older. I mean, it, it's not just about all oh, the players, the players. It's people you come in contact with. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's so short-sighted by someone who is of, a, you know, Kim Mulkey is of, of more advanced age and someone who is more uh, susceptible to COVID as you get older. And that's the part I don't get. I understand if she says the players are fine. Like, we saw that in college football, right? We saw Dabo Sweeney, players are fine. You know, all the herd mentality, all the crazy-ass stuff that those uh, uh, the colleges tried to do. You know, yeah, no, no, we're, we're fine. Like, the players are fine. But it's about everybody else you come in contact with. It's not. It's about who they come in contact with during the course of a day. Because it's not that if you have a person test positive, so stop COVID testing. And whoever this person comes in contact with over the course of the next 48, 72 hours, the entire week leading up to the final four going through, who are they going to come in contact with? And maybe, and, and maybe that gives it to somebody else that doesn't have as good an immune system or is of an advanced age because they happened to go and, and a waiter came over or they went into a store and bought something. That's what Kim Mulkey's got understand but she doesn't that's such a short-sighted thing of covid to say well it wouldn't be a shame we don't want to ruin this whole thing it's about money no it's it's really about when you think about everybody the players would come in contact with that that's the most important thing right with the the nba season got canceled because of rudy gobert's positive covid 19 test right and we thought well we're going to get one last game uh before before the season ends in sacramento at the sacramento in new orleans and they said nope because a referee had dinner with a referee that that refereed rudy gobert's game no we're not going and that was a smart thing because we didn't know how it how it passed or happened. Here's a re- they're worried about a referee that was refereeing the game. You're not worried about the referees refereeing your game. You know, I don't get it. That, that's that's why I felt like that's something like Kim Mulkey has been so anti. However, this has gone for college sports in general. That I'm just gonna I, I want to say this and I'm gonna say it right now because I've been dying to say it for a long time. And it's really just short sighted. I mean, really. I mean that, that that's kind of how I look at what she said. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, 
how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.